Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas. Bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows to you. Flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows to you. Flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows to you. Flows to you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows hey guys welcome to the podcast hope you have an awesome day thank you again for uh coming and checking us out uh this week we have a special guest we have lord of the watch what's up lord of the watcher hey everybody or is he like, doing, man? or is his homies before he became the lord uh poor rick what up warwick <laughs> yep poor rick, uh, rick really poor rick. no money yes uh, the other white meat welcome to the show man Speaking Thanks. of the other white neat, we also have DJ's sound effects. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? <laughs> uh, man, I'm excited to have you here, uh, Lord of the Watch. I'm um, just uh, excited that we're going to have a fun time, fun show. Um, but now it's time for the headlines. What is our headlines? Uh, uh, I guess I'll start. Um, and I have no idea what I'm going to do because I, <laughs> you think I would be prepared. I told them that I wasn't going to be prepared. And now, um, let's see. Um, I already used the ankle thing last week. Um, oh, I I designed and created full park, uh, full um, structures for um, designed and created full structures, infrastructures for a train. Okay, interesting. Yeah. All right. All right, poor Rick, you're you're next. I'm next. Um, Local game store owner is also an international arms dealer. (laughs) You win. Yeah, should have made you go last because mine's going to be terrible. So, uh, news at six. Yeah, um, (laughs) I ate um, spaghetti and cried. Jason, go ahead and explain your story. So, so I, I, uh, I sold. Oh yeah. So I, me and my son. So my, I have a son, and uh, when he first was like one and a half, I started making a train set for him, and I pr- pretty much collected. Uh, uh, I don't know about a hundred tracks, eleven. 11 care uh vehicles and then a bunch of sets and it's ended up being about six garbage bags worth of toys uh that i had in our house and so i finally got rid of those i finally sold them to a friend and i upgraded my system to um or downgraded whatever you want to say to a smaller train table because we are having a baby soon and so i need space um, in our house and our whole entire living room just being our train track seemed to be a bad decision and so but uh, we didn't have all the risers when I bought the the set because I bought it from somebody else, and so a lot of the pieces I had to use like square magnets and things to hold it up. But the problem with that is my son likes to play with the magnets, so he just pulls the infrastructure out of the train set, and then everything collapses. And then he gets mad when he tries to play on the train set, and he can't do anything because <laughs> he doesn't understand that he he did that. So. Gotcha personal godzilla on your hands right there yeah and so today i decided you know what i'm gonna just take care of this and i was looking into it like can i make some wood risers do some stuff like that and i was like you know what dude you got a house full of cardboard 
let's just make this happen. And so I uh, built about six or seven risers and uh, 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 glued them all together with all this. I have bunches of puppet um, uh, uh, supplies because I make puppets that wrap. Anyways, um, and so I have a bunch of super glue and things like that. So I just uh, I made sweet risers for the train set. So everything matches and looks nice now. Um, yeah. And my son hasn't figured out how to break them yet. So we're we're good i think the headline is local rapper moonlights as train engineer Ooh, that's a way yeah. better headline you, you're better money, we should sir. we should hire you to do our headlines <laughs> yeah you're, you're really good at this i'm just drama that's what i am drama <laughs> all right uh all right what do you think Perik? actually mine yeah uh local yeah. game store owner is also a international arms dealer uh which is true uh so I own a game store known as Nightwatch Games, known as Lord of the Watch. And one of the things that we sell in our game store is swords and armor for Renaissance fairs and uh, medieval cosplay and whatnot. And I've had several customers order swords and armor from overseas. I actually sent a suit of armor and a sword to Spain, of all places, oh, wow. uh, just the other week. And as I was mailing this out, I realized that I am shipping a weapon to international waters. Uh, <laughs> so I'm an international arms dealer. Of course. Bonafide. Yeah. I also sell, uh, I don't know if a lot of your listeners can see the video behind me, though, but I have a, uh, a whole wall of airsoft weapons that we also deal oh, in. Those are uh, airsoft. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm saying just to get around the legalities. But, uh, <laughs> Call you I looters out there. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. Call you <laughs> looters. Don't test me. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But we sell these as well. So um, I'm definitely, yeah, shooting it up. Pew, pew, pew. That's awesome. So that that is awesome. Um, so my highlight for the week, my headline. Um, so my <clears throat> girlfriend was able to make me some dinner. Girlfriend. And... Yes, we were able to go and uh, eat. Um, she made some broccoli and red red lentil pasta. Uh, it was interesting and good. And I was like, you know, very grateful. And then we were able to watch uh, our series finale of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender because we've been watching a Netflix party of it for quite some time. And people have been like kind of off and on about it. I've had to reschedule, but we were finally able to finish it um, and watch it together. So... Uh, I cried because I'm an emotional wreck when it comes to shows and series and stuff like that, because Avatar was near and dear to my heart when I was younger. And then I got to rewatch it again. And, you know, all those things came up and I got to watch it with my girlfriend. So, hey, win win. Um, And uh, yeah, so that was the highlight of my highlight of my week. That was Monday. So tears in your pasta. Oh yeah, tears in my pasta. There we go. That would be perfect. <laughs> I got tears in my pasta. Uh, that's not a really good song. I can't. Tears in my pasta. <laughs> okay. Obviously, uh, you can just show off all you want. Um, tears in my pasta. So I'll see you later, Oscar. The pasta, baby. <laughs> um. All right, Trey. We have a new feat. We have a new uh, a new thing added to the show today. Okay, what is that? It's called. Uh, this is mainly for one of our awesome listeners. 
if uh, Eden slash Jaime, um, I've decided that we're going to do a really quick freestyle beatbox start. Oh, okay. This is for Eden, just in case you can't watch the rest of the show. She can watch your beatbox right now. Do it. All right, let's get it. Yo, 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 let's, let's, let's get it. Okay, that's it. Nice. Whoa. There you go. There's our freestyle wow. beatbox bit that just started the show. <laughs> For anybody that want, wanted to hear, want to hear the Trey's beatbox before and don't want to spend the whole hour on the show, you just oh it gosh. just happened. Just happened. For Trey, you. do you hire yourself out? Do you? Do you? Uh, yeah. Do you make music for things? I wish. I'm, you know, I know. I would love to. We make. We a, could. We could talk. Ooh. Oh, hey, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've we've used me and Trey. Uh, pretty much have done a bunch of uh, people's podcast intros, and he has another podcast uh, that he has a sweet intro that he uh, I edited, but he killed it. It's beautiful. So, wow. It's, uh, well, we we finally. I have a amazing computer next to me that I was able to build with Trump bucks. I mean, uh, with money that I saved up. <laughs> And so uh, I got to <laughs> I got to build that finally, and uh, sadly I've not streamed from it yet. And it was the sole purpose of me getting it was to be, 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 get back into streaming. But uh, I, yeah, I've been able to download Studio One and and kind of just make some songs. And Jason's edited all of them, and we've got an intro for our podcast and outro, and we've done like he said a couple of different intros for shows, and like he said, I have one for for my show and. It turned out really well, um, but I would love to start doing more of that. That would be very uh, interesting to do. Skills. So. Wow. So, yeah. Very cool. We can totally talk after the show. Yeah. We can, yeah. We can talk. <laughs> Jason will probably edit it. Because <laughs> well, really good. I'm not going to cut it out. It's fine. Um, everybody needs to know that, uh, that Trey and me are available to make any songs that you need uh, for money. We This is something that we will gladly do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, um, so here we are. Where we have um, Perik, uh, Perik, Perik. I did that fast. Perik, Perik. There you go. Yeah, and uh, or Lord of the Watch, and uh, like he's porridge, here. Porridge, but Perik. Yeah, that's yes. right. Nice. That's nice. Rick, um, who has no money. Rick, who has no money, um, is here on the show. He has a awesome game shop, as he alluded to, um, called uh, Nightwatch Games uh, in San Antonio, and it is amazing. It's it's uh, like walking into a different its own world, and it's a uh, way cool. One of the most sturdiest tables I've ever seen in a game <laughs> gaming place. Um, it's like really, do you need that? I mean, if if there were zombies, this is the place to go because you could you could yeah. gladly push that against the wall. Zombies ain't getting through that that table. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Much. That's true. That is true. Well, I mean, some gamers out there look like zombies, so it's hard to tell. You know. Well, <laughs> well that's the problem, right? Especially when you have a like. That's the problem of having a popular spot. If there are zombies, people are gonna be by your location. Um, and so that's a problem for you if there are zombies. Well, you just monetize the entry. You know, for five dollars, you can come in. We will give you a sword. We will give you a shield, and you may survive the night. For ten dollars, oh. you actually get a firearm. Uh, for twelve dollars, I don't know. We got a secret room that you get access to. Yeah, yeah. I would be about- throwing down twelve dollars. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. yes. So, but uh, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, you have an awesome store, and I'm really glad that you get to come on the show. We'll talk about a little bit, maybe talk about random other things. We'll see what happens. But uh, hey, how did yeah, you? Yeah, thanks how, for the invite. Oh, no problem. I said, I've heard your podcast. I, I know that you're working on new stuff, but uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. Thanks. Um, Trey's probably going to ask you a random question as we get started here. So just know that he's going to pop in and ask a random question at some point. Um, or he might not. We don't know. Um, but first we're going to do is a quiz. It's going to be Trey versus poor Rick and Ooh. it's going to be good. Um, I don't, where's my quiz? I forgot where I put it. And so today's is going to be a tabletop gaming quiz. A uh, Trey, oh, you might Trey, have a oh, you're in trouble. Cool. cool. I lose. Awesome. We already <laughs> lose. Uh, I can't wait to lose another one, boys and girls. <laughs> it's, I mean, there are some easy questions. Look, the first question is a magic question, Trey. You could get it right. Let's get it. Ooh. So, um, let me let me make sure I have. Before things. you ask the question, I need yes. to make a little disclaimer here, Trey. You are up against the 2009 National Magic Champion of Ireland. Say that one more time. The National Champion of Ireland for 2009. That's amazing. Yeah, I I think I started magic. So was that? Zendikar and uh, mm, what that was known was as the Black Summer of Necropotence. Awesome. It was, uh, yeah, let's see, fourth, fourth edition, fifth edition, in two thousand nine. Yeah, it's got to be later than that. Uh, oh man, I start. I want to say I started Magic my freshman year of high school. That was like M ten and Zendikar, and like Conflux. yeah. Yeah, Chuck I guess we'd run that time. Fourth the edition. only reason the only reason I won that tournament was because of all the other Irish people were drunk. <laughs> I, was <laughs> <the> only, <laughs> I was the only sober one in the whole tournament. Of course. So of course. Winning. Oh that's, my gosh. That's so, amazing. So I'm trying to think. So was it was it standard? Were you playing standard? Were you playing modern? It was okay. standard, yeah. I was over in Ireland. I was doing a James Joyce symposium over in the University College of Dublin. And it was my last day in country. I was about to fly out the next morning. And I went to a local hobby shop, and we were talking about magic. And they said, hey, you should come by our tournament. Um, it's you know standard, no problem. I said, well, I happen to travel with my deck all the time, so uh, let me whip it out. And he said, no, 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 I need to see your 60-card cardboard deck. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, wow. no. <laughs> anyway, so um, he said that my deck was legal and standard and everything. So I sat down and I thought this was just going to be a local Friday Night Magic kind of sure. club. And I walk into this pub and there must have been a hundred people sitting wow. around, small wooden tables. They all had a stein of beer, a Guinness, and they were just having the best time in the world. And I sat down and I thought, well, this is crazy. So I started shuffling my deck, and I sort of do that bridge shuffle. It's pretty Ugh. common. Uh, this was before sleeves. Yeah. Ugh. So uh, nobody Ugh. nobody even better than I back in the day. But I, I, I shuffled my deck, and the person across the desk from me said, whoa, you must be really good. And I said, why, why do you say that? And they said, well, we don't shuffle like that. Only the really good players shuffle like that. <laughs> and I said, well, how do you shuffle? And they literally just kind of started smearing their cards Stop. around the table. I mean, I, I am not joking. Oh yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And they would just kind of make this 
this table shuffle and then they would gather the cards together and that was how they shuffled. And I realized the reason they shuffle that way is because later in the tournament, they're too drunk to do anything else. That's what they do. <laughs> so then um, I'm talking to the person and they, they quickly realize I'm, a, I'm an American and he stands up and he says to the rest of the whole pub, he says, surely we got an American here and he's really good. And I thought I was going to get lynched, but instead <laughs> all these steins of Guinness get hoisted up and they gave me this big cheer. Yeah, it was awesome. It was some That's of the amazing. best gaming I have ever participated in. That's but, awesome. Yeah, they all got sloshed. Yeah. I want to hear more about the story. For sure. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Very, the final round was I was against a uh, female. Let's, let's do the quiz and we'll bring it We're up again. The quiz really quick. And then after okay. when I start the intro, we'll start right. the intro with the rest of the story because it's awesome. You okay? You warned me. You warned me. You said you could talk about this for hours. Yeah. So yeah. I knew better. Yeah. I knew better. I didn't realize how intense it was going to be, and I'm all for it 100. percent So um, here's the quiz. Uh, the first question is: We'll start with um, let's see, Trey. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, yeah, Perik, you're going to start. Um, Lord of the, oh, sorry, I need daddy's phone. Um, <laughs> my son. I want daddy's phone. All right, uh, Lord of the Watch, here we go. Uh, what's the original, what's one of the original names for magic cards? Uh, is it A, Magic uh, Arabian Nights, B, Magic Caster, C, Mana Clash, or D, Planeswalker. I know that Arabian Nights is a set that was published really at the beginning. Uh, the set is signified by a a crescent moon, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't the original name for it. Is it is the question what is the original name for magic? So, the original name for magic was Magic the Gathering, but they realized that they had some problems with um with with calling it magic. And so they didn't know what to do. And so they came up with some other names just in case. Um and this is one of the names. I think Mana Clash sounds familiar. Right. I think they played around with the idea of Mana Clash. What do you think, Trey? You said Arabian Nights uh, Mana Clash, Planeswalker, and what else? Magic Caster. I'm going to go with Arabian Nights. Okay. Um, the answer is Mana Clash. Um, <laughs> but... But what they were planning on doing is they were actually planning on it being a ma uh, magic, and then whatever the set was, was going to be the name of this thing. So Arabian Nights could have been the name if if they decided to go that way. Um, and so, so what they did is instead they realized that was going to be an issue because they had to do it every single time. <clears throat> they just decided to go with magic, the gathering. Okay. So, All right. Okay. Yep. Cool. Cool. All right. Radiant so nights. Yeah. Back in the day. Uh, all right. You're gonna have to give me a second. I need to give away my phone. My phone's going to die. I can't help you, son. Check, check my <laughs> one too. I'm checking my mic really quick and it's not picking up my sound for some reason. <laughs> okay. We can hear check, you. Check, check, check. Yeah, we hear you leaving Charlie. Yeah. All right. You ready, Trey? It's going to be your question. Let's go. I'm ready. All right. Uh, the game Risk was invent invented by A, a French movie director, B, a general in the U.S. Army, C, a Swiss chocolate maker, or D, an Italian chef? Uh, B. A general in the U.S. Army? Sure. 
All right, what do you think, Lord of the I, Watch? I think he's right. Are you are you one hundred percent sure? No, I'm not. That's that's a good question, actually. Uh, I, um, if it makes you feel any better, the actual answer is what sponsored all the other uh, parts. So, um, I, I mean, uh, hey son, would you like, son, would you like some I French I'm fries? Up one to zero. Would so you like I have some, some uh, leeway here? Hey son, would you like some French fries? French fries? Really? Oh, you don't want French fries? Oh, sorry. Uh, so the qu- answers, the questions are. <laughs> a French movie director, B general in the U.S. Army, D Swiss chocolate maker, or D Italian C or chef. D? What do you think? There's two D's apparently. Yeah, I lost my mind. A French movie director, really? Oh, is that what you? Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. A French bird. Yeah, no, it's yeah. crazy that a French movie director actually is the guy that invented the game of Risk. I would have gotten it wrong regardless, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say A, but he would have switched it around for it to be wrong somehow. So somehow it's suddenly the Swiss chocolate maker. Well, that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. Risk. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think uh, Jason, are we are we low on the streaming end because Jaime's saying he has his volume all the way up and he hears us normally. Okay. Um. No. I mean, y'all are up as high as I can get us. Okay. Um, interesting. That's so weird. Let me go to. You- Discord. Sorry, guys. No idea. So crazy. Sound good to me. Yeah, I know. Um, hmm. no, buddy, I need this. Here, take it. Just take it. I'm not gonna fight with you about it. Right. Sorry, my my son is uh trying to steal my. Okay, phone. I'm listening to the stream, and you guys sound good. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I trust you. So, all right. The next question is, uh, I have to pull it up. So, sorry, my son took my phone, so now I have to go to another place. And uh, our stream's gone. Wait, oh, it is. Yeah, it just dropped. Now it's back. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because i I looked at the uh, I looked at the uh, the the vid- I looked at the uh, I tried to fix my sound settings. So sorry. Okay. It's so weird how that works out. Yeah. Check, check, mic one, two. So I, normally on my, on my mixer, it has wavelengths of me actually on my... So it can show me if I'm peaking or anything like that. It's not doing anything. So that's interesting. Check, yeah, check, check, I mean, check, it check, actually check, is... Check, check. It actually is, everybody. They're not very loud. Like, I'm louder than y'all um, in the thing, but you're as loud as I can get you coming from the system. Let me see. Right, is that better? Let's see. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Here we go. The next question. So uh, it's 2-0. Um, the Lord of the Watch is winning. Um, it is your turn. Um, uh, here's the question. Battle of the Jesus of... <laughs> I really tried to remember the name and now I forgot. Uh, we'll say Val of Jesus is, an Italy, uh, is Italy's largest LARP. What is the average amount of people that come to Italy's largest LARP? The Battle of the oh, Jesus. Wow. Is it A, 500, B, 25, C, 1500, or D, 3000? I'd say 3000. I think it's easily going to be 3000 people. Okay. What do you think, Trey? 1500. 
All right. And uh, the answer is 1,500 people, though, on average. Guys. Oh! Go! Let's go! <laughs> Finally, I get a question right. Let's go. Let's what? He's, he's winning two to one, so it really it was fine. It's okay. I'll take the point. It's okay, Jason. I will there take you the go. Point. You're on the board. <laughs> um. Well, very cool. Uh, let's see. 1,500. Can you imagine 1,500 people dressed up and just acting crazy? I have I have my uh my own thoughts against that because I will not I will cosplay I will not LARP unless it's a giant group of friends because I I can't I just can't I I love watching like like Renaissance fights like full on armor fights because I, there's a clip on YouTube where this guy comes out with a metal pan and he just starts whacking people <laughs> and so someone tackles him and he pulls it out and he's like ting 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 ting, ting, ting. yeah yep, smash him. <laughs> Well, let's come back to the LARP thing because Nightwatch Games has a huge development in that arena, and I might be able to convert you. So let's come back to that later. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Yep, All right, yep, Jason, yep. what's the next question? All right. So uh, I think I figured out the sound thing. So I had y'all pretty low on my computer sound, and I realized that oh. um, it, it does it differently. Yeah, it's so, so much louder now. Yeah, so I fixed it a little. So, all right. So the next, uh, the last question, um, it is to... One, um, Trey, you could tie it up, and then I'll have to come up with another question um, if you get this right. Um, and so it is, it is your turn. Um, what is the, what is a real competitor um, for Dungeons and Dragons when it first came out? Is it uh, A. T and T, Tunnels and Trolls, B. C and C, Critters and Caves, C. G and G goblins and ghastly groves or d e and e elves and elderwoods i'm gonna say a a tunnels and trolls okay um and um all right so what do you think lord of the watch i i actually know that a is correct yeah so uh, the answer is a let's um, go but <laughs> I was wrong when I explained the story. The thing it is, it is. Uh, though you did tie it for a second, you did get also it correctly. And our winner is Lord of the Watch. Good job, Porik. Yeah, well, you. It, it was a fighting. It was a fighting arena right there. Yeah. So you get a uh, <laughs> a virtual um, level up that you cannot <laughs> apply anywhere other than on our show. So plus one I mean, charisma hope, right there. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I hope that helps. Yeah, I need all the help I can get. I preach. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Um, well, there you go. There's the quiz. You've you've won the quiz. That's exciting. Um, good job, uh, Porik. You're amazing. Um, and so, all right. So you're. Oh, hey, hey. I know. She's the other half of Nightwatch Games. The better half. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. And then she looks at the show. She's just checking Welcome on the, the airsoft guns. Yeah. <laughs> Off she goes to run the store. Yeah. There you go. Actually to do some work. Um, yeah. <laughs> compared to you is on our show doing nothing, having fun. Okay. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about the store and other things, but you did mention about your, uh, your amazing uh, Irish. Uh, oh, oh. Also tell when you're telling this story. Also tell uh, the viewers and Trey, the other really cool thing about you in Ireland. Um, 
But anyways, if you're oh ready, yeah, 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 yeah. So well, tell us yeah. more about your amazing tournament. So uh, it, it's got a bittersweet ending because when the tournament was over and I ended up winning the whole thing, and everybody was oh, being very wow. yeah, it was, it was just an amazing ending to the finale. I my deck in Magic was all one color. It's all mono black. It was oh, the course. powerful deck of the time. It, I, I don't think the, the whole nation of Ireland had heard of this deck yet, so I sort of steamrolled them. But wow. my very last opponent was playing the exact opposite type of deck. My deck was all black, all and hers was all white. Perfect. And it was a nail-biter. It was so it was intense. It was just amazingly intense. I think she was probably more sober as well. Because she got to the finals. <laughs> of course, because she got to yeah. the finals. <laughs> um, it was a great time. There was something magical about looking across this pub and just seeing a bunch of young adults. Um, they're all playing this game passionately. They're all being supportive of each other. There was no no toxicity whatsoever, even though it was a very high-stake thing. I didn't realize it was the Nationals, by the way. I just thought this was a big tournament. Wow. Um, it was only until the end when they said the national champion of Ireland is an American and they all <laughs> pretended to, to boo. Um, but then I told them my name was Porrick and then they all cheered again because that's obviously a very Irish name. Yeah. Um, so they said, you need to come back tomorrow and we give you your prize money and we have a plaque and we have it engraved with your name on it. And I said, wow. guys, I got to leave to the airport at 6 a.m. I, uh, I can't come back. This is it. Um, so I, I brought the second place person up and I, I gifted her the prize money. And I said, I, I want wow. you to pick up my prize money and, and claim it. Uh, be sure to use it for a good cause. Um, but for the record, I was the winner. Wow. So that's awesome. It, it was one of my, yeah, my best, best, best memories. Um, another bitter side to that whole story is, Obviously, I was very much into Magic, the Gathering, and my collection was huge, and I had some very valuable cards. When I started the game store, Nightwatch Games, all those cards went into the inventory to be sold. Oh. And so I'm at the register, and I have these, you know, these people buying my cards from me, and every card they would buy had a story behind it. I could tell them the deck that it belonged to and the places that I... It, got played and it's been around the world and you know these kids are like oh i don't care i just want to buy it and and it's like oh it was sad seeing my whole collection yep (laughs) don't lick my cardboard um so all my cards are gone they're out in the world doing big bigger and better things i guess hopefully hopefully yeah so the second part of the story uh regarding ireland is the look of the irish yeah I am officially a lord of Kerry, Ireland. Kerry is a small town in Ireland. Wow. Uh, it's actually a whole county. Uh, and uh, my wife and I are officially lords and ladies of County Kerry, which sounds a lot more glamorous. It could have been a headline for earlier in the show. Sure. Uh, but the truth is uh, we own a, a small plot of land. And in Kerry law, if you own land, you are technically a landlord. But on the books, they don't write it as landlord. They just write down lord. 
And so we have a certificate saying that we are an official Lord and Lady of Kerry, Ireland. And there's a whole crest and there's a whole coat of arms and it's this whole kind of deal. Um, sounds really awesome. It certainly fits into me, you know, being the owner of Nightwatch Games and touting myself as the Lord of the Manor. I have some certificates to back it up now. But this yeah. keeps getting more interesting as we talk here. <laughs> yeah. So, so you mentioned it a little bit about uh, the starting the store. What what made you want to start a, a game shop? Well, it it was not my life's intention. Uh, I had a very tumultuous, uh, not tumultuous. That's the wrong word. It, I had a, a very uh, erratic upbringing in the sense that uh, I started off my career as a high school teacher. And then halfway through that career, uh, the U.S. was involved in two wars. We had 9-11. All that stuff happened. Uh, so I dropped that, and I joined the Army. Uh, I was at the age of 37. Uh, to all your people out there, do not join the Army at the age of 37. That's a huge mistake. Idea. Uh, second of all, do not join the Army as an infantryman at the age of 37. That's a big mistake. And do not join the army at the age of 37 as an enlisted soldier. Three big strikes against me. Um, so we're in the middle of a war. I'm the old man in the unit and I'm having to keep up with these young guys running around with, you know, huge packs on our backs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I ended up surviving that for about eight years. I was able to commission and become an officer. Uh, changed to military intelligence was much more my speed. But it was quickly evident that this was not my world. Um, I was too old. My peers were too young. Uh, I never really intended to live an army life. So uh, I had come and done what I wanted to do, and we were getting out of the wars anyway. So it was a good time to leave. But the big question was what to do afterward. And while the Army teaches you a lot of things, it doesn't set you up very well for a civilian lifestyle. You know, I can shoot a gun and I can run around and I can do all these kind of Army things, but living a civilian life is different. And I was Skyping with my wife. I was actually stationed in Africa at the time, and she was stationed over in Germany. And there was a time when I took a picture of my boots and they were in hot, hot Africa sand. It was just south of the Sahara Desert. So super hot, triple degrees. And my wife took a picture of her galoshes at the exact same time. And she was standing in snow. <laughs> oh, and wow. it, was, it was just a visual depiction of the separation that we were living at the time. And we wow. realized that is not. That's not why we got married. That's not why we're doing anything. So we decided to get out of the Army after eight years. And uh, the big question was what to do. And it was Brenda's encouragement that we started a game store. And I have to admit, I was pretty surprised that she would support that kind of thing because it's a, it's a high-risk entrepreneurial kind of venture. Um, but one of the shared experiences that she and I always had was we would travel to game stores and we would always, always walk out disappointed that the owner didn't really actualize the potential of that space. They just seemed to sort of give up on it. And it was just sort of this haphazard, haphazard um, kind of 
effort. It, it just didn't really fulfill itself. And we always said, if we were to ever do that, we would do it much better. Well, she was calling me out on the carpet and she said, let's do it. You've got all these ideas. Uh, she was in business for a while as a executive assistant. So she understood the back end of businesses really well. And I obviously had a lot of gaming acumen. So we put the two together and we've discovered that we are an amazing team. That's awesome. Uh, she is uh, what we call the dirt. She's the person that makes everything grounded. She gets the payroll done, the inventory done. She pays the bills. She gets all that kind of number crunchy business stuff done. Whereas I'm what we call the clouds. And that's the person with the vision, the aesthetic, the mood, the sort of the face of it, the person that would be on a podcast and be able to articulate what we're doing. Um, so we are a really good team in that regard. And we've able to make a game store that transcends what it is to be a game store. We're unlike any game store that you would encounter anywhere else. And That's I'll, awesome. Man. I was going to mention that. So what is it that makes your show, your, your show, <laughs> your store different than the rest? Uh, it's a good question. There are several things, but one of the main things that you will encounter right away is as you walk in, the ambiance of the store is that it transports you into a Middle Ages English Tudor-style grand hall. Our gaming tables are these 27-foot-long banquet tables that have wooden chairs to them, and it looks like something right out of medieval England. There are suits of armor and sconces with torches and wooden beams and a wooden floor. Uh, the whole place looks like it's right out of a castle. And uh, we also have two large wolf dogs that prowl around. They don't really prowl. They just kind of lay there like living rugs. I, I saw him earlier. I saw him or her earlier in the uh, in the corner over there. I walked in. I was like, that's yeah. a wolf. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're actually named after magic planeswalkers. Uh, the one is called Mishra, which is uh, one of the brothers. And then the other one is Urza. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, yeah. So Mishra Amazing. and Urza. Actually, uh -huh. in my research, Mishra is not a planeswalker. Only Urza. Only Urza. Mishra is not. Uh, oh, really? The, yeah. In the in the in the in the mythos, um, only one of them is a planeswalker. I'm just, just I was going to do oh, a question yeah. on it. Plane, I was plane, like, hold on, we talking planeswalker and on card or planeswalker and power? Because when uh, if we want to get technical, planeswalkers back in the day before the planar um, collapse of the di dimensions and stuff. <laughs> they were busted like sure. super powerful like creating dimensions and realities and all these different things and then the um i guess dominaria was one of those places where it was peeling off different dimensions and the uh the mana flow was just free flowing but it was also destroying a lot of things at the same time Okay, well, so, I retract my statement. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm just saying, I don't know. We can look it up. I'm just saying. Ursus is definitely a card. For sure. You win. Yeah, Ursus is still a contemporary card. Uh, yeah, he's still he, being played. He was uh, in the most modern set. Him, um, uh, Yagmoth, and uh, Sarah came out, right? As, or They were either Planeswalkers or cards, just legendary cards to drop, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Anyway. I think Mishra kills Urza in the story, so we're waiting That's for right. that day where That's our right. dogs turn on each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that day never comes. But. Yeah. So, uh, 
So uh, another thing that makes Nightwatch games unique in the realm of game stores is that uh, the we sell costumes, uh, the medieval costumes, the swords and the armor, and there's a whole culture in an a, a community behind cosplaying and renaissance fairs and all that kind of stuff. So we're taking that culture and we're taking the culture of gamers and we're shoving them together to see if we can sort of see how that mix goes. Um, but the other thing that really makes us different is the the treatment and the vibe and the mood that you experience when you come into the store. It's, it's really my house. Uh, as you can see behind me, it's my man cave. Uh, I treat this store as if it's my safe space. It's where I go to decompress and I take care of it in such a way that when you come into my store, I feel that you're coming into my house and I treat you that way. You're, you're a guest in my house and you're a guest in my wife's house. And a lot of people that helped us build out the store, they take an ownership of the space and they take care of it as well. So everyone treats you in a way that's it's much more intimate, it's much more accepting, it's much more supportive, it's much more understanding than most other retail spaces that you would encounter. And so you quickly feel like you're at home, uh, the people around you understand you, they speak the same kind of geeky language that you do, and they listen to your geeky stories. And um, on, the, on the downside of that is it's also the type of place where we're going to tell you if you need to put some deodorant on. And we're going to do it in a way that says, <laughs> yes! look, we want to hang out with you. You're one of our people, but you smell bad now, and you need to do something about it. Now, is that something that you actually have for purchase available at the store? <laughs> we do. Are there showers in the back? Are there showers in the back? We have in our restroom, we have deodorant that you can use. It's actually Stop. the spray-on deodorant so that you don't have to, you know, oh my share. I mean, that's but, really catering yeah. to the customer because I, I have been around some stinky people playing, Matt. Yeah, uh, yeah. Playing, well, well, there's, actually, there's two results that we get from it. I'm sorry. L5R. Yeah. Yeah. There's two results that we get from that. We get the customer that's like, oh, dude, I am so sorry. I didn't realize it. I just came off of work. Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't, no I didn't realize it. And I'll take care of it. And they go off to the bathroom and they take care of it. And, you know, maybe they buy a new shirt or something or whatever. And then there's the other person that says, you know, how dare you tell me what to do? Oh, my gosh. And they leave the store. Oh, and we, we are we perfectly anyway. okay. We, yeah. we, that's exactly right. We don't, we don't need you. And you're going to make the store better by leaving. So there's the door. And we found that over four years of being in existence, we've been able to cultivate that kind of community that looks after each other. They're quality people, they're hygienic, you know, they're articulate, they can understand each other, they give each other audio time to talk. It's not this inundation of me, 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 I, I, I all the time that yeah. gaming culture tends to have. Um, so it's a really fun, healthy, adult place to hang out. Uh, we don't really cater to younger people, um, mainly because... Uh, we do have the two dogs and we do have weapons and a lot of our subject matter is better in the hands of adults. Um, so, and it's not that we're anti-kid. It's not that it's that we want to provide a space for parents to get away from the real world stresses of life. And, and children bring some of that stress with them. You know, they need to be, <laughs> they need to be catered to. So we want to be that date location for moms and dads to get away from all the real life stuff and to be kids themselves to to sure. escape it all 
And uh, we've done a really good job of that. Our community has really responded to us. And we, humbleness aside, we were knocking it out of the park before COVID hit. We were just shy of making a million dollars a year. And uh, we were winning awards and doing really well. And then COVID hit and, you know, it sent everybody for a spin. So we had to pivot like, uh, like you guys have as well. And what does that, what does that pivot look like? Uh, you know, I see that your store is open right now. And so what, uh, really, what was some of the points? Oh, uh, I guess even while you're thinking about that also, what is, what is one of your favorite parts of the store on your own? Um, we, we have a room in the back. We call it the Death Star. And yes. it's supposed to be... Yes. Yeah, you saw this. Uh, it's a room that's really dedicated to tabletop gaming in a science fiction vein. And we put it in the back because we didn't want it to sort of contaminate that middle, medieval feel that we have. Um, that has been a bit of, bit of a headache for the last four years because oh, really? it's, it's science fiction. And when you do science fiction, it has to be clean. It has to be really well put together. It can't be something that you do out of your garage because then it doesn't look like science fiction unless it's some type of post-apocalyptic thing. And we wanted to, to be the Death Star, so it had to have clean lines and you know clean, clean lights and all that kind of stuff. And that's surprisingly expensive, <laughs> especially if you're trying to do it yourself. So sure. it took us about four years to make the room the way we want it. Uh, we're proud to say that we got there. We have some very cool custom tables that light up, and they have these uh, computer schematics on the glass, so it looks uh, like you're sitting at a huge science fiction table. That's so. And the cool. tables themselves are big; they're four by eight tables, so you can get a lot of war gaming in there or role playing. Uh, but the walls are—they look like they're straight out of the Death Star. We actually put a sticker. The sticker is ten feet by twelve feet, and it's a sticker of the Death Star hallway oh. in the scene where uh, Chewbacca and Han Solo are chasing after the stormtroopers. Yep. And they turn the corner, and then, they, of course, they spin around, and they come They're running like, back yep, to the camera. Yep. They're like, ah! It's that hallway. It's that same hallway. And it makes the room look like it continues on around a corner. So uh, it's, it's a really cool place to hang out. Um, I have a question about the sticker. Has anyone ever actually tried to walk down the hallway? <laughs> We do have a picture of somebody kind of plastered against the wall as if he's smashed up against the wall. Uh, it was staged, but yeah. we've had people uh, walk towards it with their hand out. And of course, oh, okay. you know, so it, it's pretty cool. That's it's perfect. one of the, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what's, what's, the room, what's the room used for mainly? Is it for just like kind of hanging out or? Yeah, it's mostly used by uh, role players because we put uh, computer gaming chairs around the table that look like stormtrooper chairs. They're they're white oh. and black, so they look like something straight out of the Death Star, and they're really comfortable. So a lot of the role players will congregate there and play their games there. Perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's yeah, so cool. That's awesome. And so, I, I, I could I could go on and on because yeah. there's another cool space in the the store. Go for it. Go for it. Well, I'll talk about the pivot in a second. Uh, all right. All right. We have a so, little longer episode, guys. Just heads yeah. up. <laughs> so I, I warned him. I warned him. So uh, what you see behind me is our office, and I have my airsoft collection up on the wall. But what you don't see is the rest of the room is very military. Uh, it's it's kind of the romanticized version of the military 
but I also have above me a false ceiling that has a garage door um, ladder that swings down and you can climb up the ladder and there's a whole loft above me where there's a bed and an Alexa unit and LED strips like you have in your studio. And if, if I get tired, I just climb up there and take a nap or I can sleep here overnight. Um, like I said, this is my home away from home. And so uh, when the a lot of people don't know about down, it. When the ladder drops down, is it a... And you just walk right up or... Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to do it. I, I was pretty sure that you were going to say this is also your Airbnb. We're in a room. If it's too much work, you don't have to do it, man. Wow. That's insane. That's great. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. So that's the ladder that goes up. And uh, you go up into a small den, and there's it's just a super cool little place to hang out up there as well. Not many that's people so know cool. about it because it's, it's camouflaged. Into the, yeah, now it's, <laughs> well, the secret is out. The people who actually watch our show. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got 10 comments. We, there we you got go, some man. action there. Yeah. Wow. Yo. So, um, so um, but you have have you seen that thing? In, what's oh, I'll I'll do the pivot. You made me bring up another question randomly, but uh, you know, have you seen that thing in um in Blockbuster where uh like the last Blockbuster you can actually rent the space to sleep for the night at the world's last Blockbuster and it's all like eighties retro stuff. They have like a bed, oh, really? everything. I had not heard of that. Yeah, it's in a well. They opened it because of COVID. They needed to do something with the space, right? So they were like. They built a cool little thing and then made it where it was a it was a thing you could rent out for the night. Oh wow! So that's what I thought of when I you told me about the when you brought up the bed. I was like, oh great, he has his own Airbnb spot. <laughs> Blockbuster and chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how how did y'all pivot um, when COVID came? Make sure that you still have the business working because it's. I, I know uh, my own self. It's like I just hit a brick wall, and there was very yeah. hard to pivot because I'm like I have no idea what to do. What um, what options do you have, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I have to admit there was probably a day of true panic over on our side when the mayor of the city said we literally had to close our doors and we had to send our employees home and we had to shut down uh, the business. Everything that was non-essential had to shut down. Yeah, uh, we we really kind of freaked out. Uh, we pride ourselves on our personal approach to gaming and gaming cultures and communities. And if that community cannot come into your door, you're powerless, right? Yeah. So we we kind of freaked out a little bit. It took us about twelve hours to get our head together and and find a plan. But what Brenda does in typical Brenda fashion, and this is a a compliment to her and her tenacity, is she called the mayor's office. And she said, um, we're a retail store. It's just my husband and I as owners, are we allowed to operate our store curbside? Can we have people drive up and we give them the product that they've ordered over the phone? And the mayor said, yeah, you can do that, but it has to be just you and your husband. You can't have employees at all. 
we said, all right, well, we're going to do that anyway. We, we did that for the first year of the business, and that's not going to be a big change. Um, the second thing we did was we put out a cry to the community and said, you know, we're sort of up against a brick wall here. We have to pay rents. Uh, we're predicting that revenue is going to be really low. So we're going to do a um, kind of a GoFundMe kind of drive. And we put the money at just uh, probably a couple of thousand dollars less than our rent because uh, we did have some money, but we wanted to make sure that we paid rent. Well, that got paid within two days of crowdfunding. Wow. Like, like that. It was an amazing thing. And the other thing that made that amazing was not only did we see our regulars pitching in, uh, which was amazing because everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's feeling the pinch, but they're willing to support the store. But we were getting donations from people that we had met once. And they weren't even San Antonio locals. They had traveled through town and they went ahead and visited us and they liked what they saw. And then they went on their way. Well, here we are in COVID and they're dropping these huge donations in our lap. Wow. It was amazing. It was a, a heart-wrenching testament to the kind of the community matrix that we've been able to build here. And we owe a lot of our success to the people that call this place uh, their store. Um, but even with all those things happening, we were still up against the wall. And so we applied to a lot of the government programs. Uh, that's something else that a lot of our peers for some reason they didn't want to do or they couldn't do, or maybe they don't pay their taxes and therefore they weren't eligible. I don't know. It just seemed really strange, but a lot of that money came in and helped us out as well. Um, but the thing that I think caused us to pivot as a business model was we realized that people wanted to experience night watch games in a remote fashion. So we tried to up our Facebook presence. We tried to make sure that there was constant posting uh, to keep people thinking about Nightwatch. You know, when they think about gaming, Nightwatch was the thing that was at the forefront of their mind. But also to keep the relationships that we have built, keep those vivid and alive and developing. Uh, we developed an online store, which was something that we hadn't done before because, again, we we kind of prided ourselves on our face-to-face -face transactions. We didn't want you shopping online. We wanted you to come in and talk to us. Yeah. But we had to now make an online presence. And so the, the store opened up. Uh, we had to download thousands of pictures for products and enter all those products. And that was, that was a lot of work. And then uh, it was around... I guess about a month of that happening, and we were actually doing okay. We were able to pay our bills and whatnot. Uh, the employees were on furlough, and they were going to get some government stipends for being on hold. But the mayor then said that we were allowed to bring those employees back into the store as long as we kept the curbside service going. And we just put the employees at, at work uh, refurbishing some of the store. So we we actually built out this office, that whole loft that I was describing got built. Uh, the Death Star room finally got finished. Uh, a lot of things just got improved because we had the time to do so. Yeah. Um, so it's always looking at the, you know, the opportunity that comes your way in the face of adversity is how do you, how do you maximize what's happening? And so we really worked on the infrastructure of the store and made sure that when this whole thing blows over, that we come out better than we did going into it. 
Um, and then we, we really just started creating projects that would come to fruition after this is over. And that's one of the cool things that I can report is Nightwatch Games has now officially entered the realm of game design. We have two tabletop game skirmish games that have been uh, designed. We're looking for artists and some publishers wow. to actually get it out there. That is not something that I, I predicted. I never thought of myself as a game designer, but here I was, and I've got two skirmish games. And I have to say, they're really good. They're, That's they're surprisingly amazing. really good. Uh, one's called Gauntlets of Glory, and it's, um, it's sort of like Call of Duty meets a tabletop but it's very fantasy. You're running around with your miniatures and you're picking up loot to try to equip your guy and you're trying to be the last person surviving as the tabletop gets smaller and smaller. So literally a tabletop battle royale. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't think cool. anybody has done that before. Yeah. I saw some it's of the playtesting and I was like, wow, that looks cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. Another thing that makes that game interesting is the miniatures that you use have magnets in their wrists. So the weapons and hands so that they have switch out. So as you run around and you pick up a battle axe, there's literally a little miniature battle axe that clicks onto your figure. And so everyone can see that your figure now has a battle axe, whereas before he had just a dagger or something like that. So it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's got some new design space to it that we're really pushing. We just need some, um, some art done. So if you guys know of any artists out there looking for an ultra gritty feel for a skirmish game, uh, I would love to talk to them. Um, That's amazing. The end of that process, I asked the question, what would this game look like if it was modern warfare with uh, firearms and guns and grenades? And um, I thought it was just going to be a reskin, you know, the same game with a different, nope, totally different dynamics. Totally different mechanics. Uh, also, I think very cool. Uh, it does not have the magnetized figures, but it does have um, your army tropes, uh, your engineer and your support guy and your medic. And you're running around picking up guns and trying to be the last person surviving as your battlefield gets smaller and smaller. Um, so that's Nightwatch Games, and that's what we're trying to do uh, in the future. Uh, we also have, again, the online presence is getting more robust. Our podcast, we're, we're staying active there. But my wife is also starting a YouTube channel. She's going to call it Ladies Night Out. And it's a panel of three females. And they get together and they have very distinct personalities and very distinct uh, presentations of themselves. And they talk about board gaming and they review the games that they've been playing. Brenda has hosted a project called Girls Night Out here at the store, and it's a girls only, I don't want to call it a support group, but that's sort of what the essential element is, is let's get girls to the table, let's teach them what the language is about gaming so that when their husbands talk about gaming, the females can participate. They know what is happening. They know what flanking means. They know what suppression means. They know what initiative means. They know these words that gamers take for granted. Um, sometimes your, your significant other doesn't know what that word means and you just tend to talk right through them and they don't listen anymore. So we're educating females to really empower them to participate in the gaming arena. And that, that program has taken off. We've got 30. Yeah, it's amazing. 30 plus girls 
it sounds so diminutive. That's not what I mean. Females uh, come together and they really get into these games and they get as cutthroat as any guy gamer I've seen. I mean, they will really start talking smack to each other as they roll dice. So <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's really amazing, enlightening. Man. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really, so. Uh, that's what we're doing. We're trying to stay relevant. We're trying to stay active and, and keep producing content one way or another. Um, and that's so, important. Especially yeah. with these situations. is like, as we talk to other people about this uh, situation, it's all the people that are on the up and up because they just kept running. They just said, oh, you know, and I was thinking about that because for you, it's a different thing. You've invested so much in that space. It's not like you can just move to a different space. Um, so I was wondering what that looked like because it's like, you, you know, you've invested. This is this is what your shop is to switch would be starting over and that doesn't make any sense it, it would be catastrophic yeah. uh one week we're on a good side of town uh we've really carved out a niche in this shopping center um it's on a green belt so when you come travel to night watch games you're not going through a lot of urbanized infrastructure you, you sort of see a lot of trees and stuff so it's a pleasant uh jaunt out to your local gaming store so to speak um but the other thing that happens is San Antonio has got a wide variety of game stores that already exist. Mm -hmm. And we found that little pocket that wasn't being served. And that's where we planted ourselves. If we were to move by default, we would find ourselves on the doorstep of another game. And the last thing we want to be doing is pushing people out of the industry. And while I think that all our competitors need to up their game, they need to do better as game store owners. I, I would go to bat to say that I, I certainly don't want to push somebody out of business. I think capitalism needs to do that. You know, sure. let, let the weak fall out and the strong take their piece of the pie. Uh, but I don't want to be a major overt force in pushing my peers out of business. Yeah. I think, I think what I like about your store and I haven't even been there. I've just seen pictures and you're on your, on your site. It, and the whole welcoming excuse me welcoming aspect you said that you know this is my home right welcoming people in is the as you see them welcome to my shop whatever you say right um and i've been to so many different game stores where it's just like all right just a bunch of nerds in one place playing magic like <laughs> you yeah. know it's like no yeah. like i mean i want people to walk in like you said and not smell right yeah. be welcomed right yeah. and and have a clean playing area yeah. Uh, I mean, and just from what you've described, I'm like, I want to go there now and yeah. hang out, right? Yeah. And 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 go and be me, yeah. um, because I've seen uh, one GameStop close to my uh, neck of the woods, and they have their old GameStop was great. Their new ones, it's so so. I guess they had to move or whatever. They got a better spot, but you know, they just got a whole bunch of folding tables. You know, yeah. And, you know, yeah. whatever. But it's like, I mean, you said you have giant outstretched tables and wooden chairs and you've got rooms that look like a medieval like banquet and yeah. you've got the death star room that looks like you're in the death star and i mean putting the money into the aesthetics so that when you walk in you're like man like i just walked into my own world right it, that's the, exactly right it's it's the urge to make people feel that they've walked into a space that's their space it's not a converted retail space that has plastic tables and plastic chairs. And you're like saying, okay, gamers, this is your space. It doesn't feel any different than any other place. That's just, sure. that's just remodeling retail space. 
But if you take the time and you make the space their space so that when they walk in, they say, my identity is now legitimized because now there is a space dedicated to me and I feel totally at home here. They will respond to that. They will support that and you will get a profundity of involvement and feedback and support that a normal retail space doesn't get because you, you sort of feel the message that the retail space isn't investing in you. So why yeah. would you invest back? Yeah. To give you a, an account of how profound our community has responded to what Nightwatch Games is doing is we've had multiple birthdays here. That's, that's sort of wow. a given. That's we've awesome. had, yeah, people, and again, it's adults, like people doing their 50th birthday here or something like that. Something pretty significant. But we've had a baby shower. We've had four separate gamers get on their knee and propose to their significant while they're in wow, the store. Wow, that's crazy. That's a significant thing. Uh-huh. You could walk into Nightwatch Games and you would see a gamer on his knee proposing to his future wife. That's wow. an amazing thing. One of those, we actually had the wedding in the store. We made the huge banquet hall. We turned it into a wedding hall. Yeah, the, makes the, sense. It was amazing. Yeah, the, the bride not? walks down the aisle. We had the whole service here. It was great. Uh, we've had bachelor parties. We've had bachelorette parties, uh, baby showers. We've had, um, to bring that whole thing full circle, we actually had a memorial. One of the gamers in the community killed himself which oh. is a tragic, tragic story. But the family said his one happy place was here. So we had, uh, you know, a very sobering um, kind of tear-wrenching events here at the store. But that's the community. You don't do that at your normal gaming store. Sure. Um, that would be really we, awkward at mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would just really be strange. Awkward. Um, so that's that's Nightwatch Games. That's the magic behind it. And that is not something I predicted. That is not something that I overtly tried to engineer. That was just the organic development of people getting together and they all are participating in their same passions. And we have right-wingers. We have left-wingers. We have all the genders that you can imagine represented in our community. And none of that is a problem because we focus on the gaming. Wow, and it's 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 magical. It's a, it's an amazing place. Uh, I could talk forever about it because it's like my own child growing up to be something awesome. Uh, I can only take so much responsibility for it until <laughs> the the entity itself is its own living, breathing thing. Um, I wish more game stores would do that. And so, one of the invites that I have to your your viewers and your listeners is that if you're ever in the idea of opening a game store. Uh, Brenda and I are very transparent about what we had to do to make this happen. Um, we would encourage you to reach out to us and we would share all the secrets that we have under one stipulation. You're not allowed to open up in San Antonio. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> you got to go somewhere else. This is, this is our world they here. So. In, somebody just opens their own castle. Just insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, welcome to my game shop. You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. With it's a right boat and everything, <laughs> yeah, it's all... we would we would go to arms. Yeah, yeah. you crab with the chum bucket, but the chum bucket is an actual castle, and it's not so chummy. 
I've got a catapult with your name all over it, buddy. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, how about they did it in, like, uh, not Holotus, but uh, in Bernie? <laughs> it's not San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's definitely, um, there are people that shop here from Bernie, and they will proclaim, proclaim loudly that they don't mind that drive because the destination is worth it. Wow. So, I just came yeah. up with the best idea. There needs to be a game store that is a treehouse. Yes, I I would promote it. I like, think that's like, a great idea. Like an Ewok themed. Yes. Mm, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and then, yeah. It, there's stairs to get to it, but you can ride the trunk as an elevator and you go up to the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it has to make sure it fits all. It takes care of everybody. So. Yeah, there's a slide to get down or a swing or something. Yeah, that's awesome. Like a, you can, yeah, like a, a closed off like uh, tube that you just slide down. Like, uh-huh. how much you invested in this property? Well, it's going to take about 50 years of a million dollar profits to pay for it. But hey, you know, we're good. And we need to grow the trees. Yeah. The trees have to be really huge. So. <laughs> We need a bunch of Ewoks to come through to actually uh, to do the fill work. Out the store and I, to do the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a full Ewok cast. Like, it's just a so part who, of the. Who are your employees? Who are your employees here? We got Wicket here. We got. <laughs> That's right. God forbid they start singing. See, now that place would definitely have to have its own Airbnb yep, yep. situation. It's like yep, yep, we're yep, available yep, until yep. nine, and then the rest is rented out for for play space or sleep space. So one of the things that we did, it was almost a, a true pivot for Nightwatch games, was I celebrated my 50th birthday here at the store. And uh, as sort of a very retro, emotional trip back in my history, I wanted to go back to the 1980s when I was all punked out listening to new wave gothic music and wearing you know black lipstick and my trench coat and all that kind of stuff. And so we converted Nightwatch it, games into a nightclub. Oh yeah, I got pictures. I have to see this. I have to see this picture sooner or later. Yeah. Um, so we converted right the now. whole store into a, a nightclub. We put uh, disco lights, and we had a DJ come in, and we had a fog machine, and we were just jamming out to all these 1980s gothic uh, music, and it was a great time. And I realized that that could become Nightwatch Games after hours. You know, when we at 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. I guess it is. Uh, the the game store closed down and the freaks come out and we just get our groove on and dance the night away. I, that could be a revenue generator. Like I, I need you. to move to San Antonio, man. <laughs> more I'm and more. I don't know. I've been telling you this for years. Uh, but uh, this, yeah, this is not just a uh, a nickname. This is act- an actual reality. So I probably was pointing in the wrong spot. Nope. Yep. Yeah, right here. So on this end, I, my camera's flipped. DJ sound effects. I'm an actual DJ. You're so a DJ. It's, oh, it's not, so not just a really uh, need to talk. Oh, well, I didn't realize that you were just <laughs> pitching yourself a job. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> the beatboxing, all that stuff is real. So that's a thing. thing. <laughs> uh, Trey, do you have any more questions or do you want to go for that thing that we do? Um, one more, possibly. Um, go for it. I knew that you would be longer. I knew how yeah, sure. you were going to love the show. Trey, so. Sure. Um, yeah um hmm i had one um let's just if i have one we can we can ask it later let's let's move to the uh okay. our bit so i, I think, okay i think it's that time i think it's that time trey what 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 time i think it's that time where you do a medieval uh dance for us 
I don't know a jig, well, so I can't. You do got that. a you got a knight's tail that junk. Let's go. Just make it up. I I don't. I, I think. I think he's talking about. It's time for question of the day. <laughs> so I've got a question from Twitter here, and uh, it's from our boy Mr. Green God uh, at I Green God on Twitter, and this is a loaded question. You can make it. The goal is to make it funny, but given our certain certain circumstances. How different was your life one year ago? <laughs> I think we can all say it was before COVID. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was I was single. Uh, I was definitely in a interesting spot. I was not in the house that I'm in now. I had uh, I had no door. I had my I didn't have my own room. I was essentially splitting a bachelor pad with somebody in our house. So everyone else had their own room, but us two upstairs. So because we shared like a like a, a bachelor pad that had a kitchen and a, and a, uh, a bathroom. But I did not have a door. So that was that was my life. I have a fully functioning door to my right, uh, which is uh, my right. It's on the left on the stream, whatever. Um, and I did not have a dope room that I can stream from. So I was not as happy. <laughs> That's how different my life was. And you were streaming from not a cool room. So, yes. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think, Jason? Well, and you, Jason, what's your story? Well, last year, I mean, about this time, I just finished going to ACL where I got to be an artist and got paid and got to do all that fun stuff. And then I was just prepping for another concert I was doing in Carolina, I think. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it, it, I was going off last year, I was going off my most effective day as a year as a musician, uh, getting to go. That to makes a, you a professional. Yeah, as we talked about earlier, yeah. Right on, yeah. Um, and I've been a I've been a rapper for twenty years, and so this is the first year I've actually made a profit um, being a rapper, and it was awesome to be able to support my friend Saul Paul and and uh, go help with his festivals and do this kind of things. It was just it was a super awesome time, and really thought that my year was um, it was only going to get better, and uh, you know it did get better because I got to spend more time with my kid and my wife, and that was amazing. But yeah. The, the things changed a lot um, in the last uh, year, but I do have a cooler room for streaming and a way better studio set up. So I guess those things are great. But, uh, you know, um, last year about this time, I was I was pretty excited because I had grown up in Austin and I've been to ACL, but I never actually got to be an artist at it. And I had already done South by Southwest, which was another thing I'd never got to be an artist at. And uh, it was it was awesome to have a little wristband that says it. And uh, I mean, though I was a, the lowest level artist, but it, hey, you're still, on there, man. Yeah, no, you're, I still count. Legit. I wasn't on the, there wasn't me in the bill or anything, but still I had a, I had a badge <laughs> that said I was. And so, yeah, yeah, the, it was a, it was a pretty, uh, pretty awesome time last year about this time. So I'm most bummed out about Thanksgiving. I mean, what am I going to do about Thanksgiving right now, dude? Anyways, yeah. Sorry. And yeah. we're literally having a baby on Thanksgiving. So, uh, really not getting regular Thanksgiving. So, yeah but uh well congrats on that that's awesome yeah yeah no it's it's excited so what do you think lord of the watch i well a year ago here, here's a humbling story i'm obviously full of stories um i was living with my parents i'm a just turned 50 years old and i was living with my parents um 
when you're an entrepreneur, you have to cut the corners somewhere, right? And when you have <laughs> parents that are willing to share their upstairs, uh, they have a huge house, so it wasn't really as bad as it sounds. Um, but when you're 50 years old, living with your parents is is difficult. And when your wife doesn't have her own space, you know, if she's really into cooking, she needs her kitchen and not your mom's kitchen. So it was rough. We were living with them, um, cutting some corners there. And that was just a year ago. Um, but we got to the point where we were able to buy our own house. And so now we have our own house and we're able to decorate it the way we want. And so that's, that's a vast different living arrangement. Um, coming to your own house versus tiptoeing into your parents' house so you don't wake them up, that kind of thing. Um, the store the store is better now than ever, which is ironic. You would think it would take a huge hit, but we've made some pretty good strides. And like I said, that creative energy that we have has really gone a long way in the last year. So uh, we're actually really in good shape. We We feel like COVID is hit a lot of other people in ways that it didn't hit us. Um, so we're sort of almost shamefully happy of how things are working out for us, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to run with it. That's awesome, man. Yep, That's yep. really cool. Yeah. Well, cool. That is really cool. And uh, now it's time for us to make up a wrap using all the things that we talked about. Um, <laughs> and so I'm not going to do all of them because that would be a very long wrap. Um, yeah. But um, it's, uh, uh, Trey's going to work on the beat and me and you're going to talk about more stuff. Is there anything that you'd like to inspire Trey uh, towards what the beat would sound like? Um, any kind of anything, just maybe a direction or a heart or whatever. Um. Well, I got a lot of genres that I really am uh, digging right now. One is um, folk, Viking, tribal music. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's just got a very deep, deep. I actually deep... am. All right. No, you're not. Uh, okay. I, I do believe you because that's great stuff. Uh, that's what I'm into right now. I'm going to leave it at that. See if you could do some um, <laughs> some folk viking drum beat kind of stuff all right all right trey's gonna work on that and then we're so what are some of the I think things I got something what are some of the conversations that we have that you want to make sure that fit into this rap what do you think lord of the watch okay um we'll try to make this not too difficult um you need to mention the death star of course that's gonna happen that was gonna all happen right um, you need to mention Ooh, here's a tough one Mishra and Urza. Mishra and Urza. Yep. How the hell that's Mishra's not a planeswalker, but I might be wrong because <laughs> the, the and then uh, I would be eternally grateful if somehow in the rap you had the words night watch games. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um, we also, what else do we talk about? We talked about uh, uh, Trey crying in the spaghetti. Um, yep. Tears in the pasta. Yeah, we talked about me. Uh, you gave me a better headline that I am now a <laughs> railroad engineer. That's right. <laughs> Legit. Rapper. Uh, a professional. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, magic professional. Yeah, magic professional. You are you are a world champion. <laughs> magic. <laughs> it got all the girls. Yeah, I bet. I bet that went really well. Um, um, 
for international arms dealer the international arms dealer yeah now some of these we probably won't make out probably gonna forget but um, yeah i don't write down well, notes i just we talk about it and i just do it so we'll give you a palette for you to yeah. pick your own paint um we we definitely talked about the different rooms and and the, the 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 way that you actually try to make your business is is just making people feel like they're immersed into um this world and uh, I yeah. think that's an amazing thing. I said that's why I'm all about that Dar- Death Star room. I think it's amazing. Yep. And, yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Come find your tribe. I know, and that's that's the important part. And uh, I'm excited to see what, what happens with your uh, with the games that y'all are designing. And I said I saw the I saw some of the playtest of that uh, the battle royale. You did, one, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. And you know, I already knew that if you're designing something, it's going to have good. Um, it's going to have good models. And so that was, uh, that was nice. Uh, yeah. That's part of our history is model making. Um, but wait, here's a, here's a shout out for you. Um, I'm looking for models, literally, uh, people to dress up in clothing and we would take pictures of you and we would feature you in the game. Uh, I need pretty people and I need ugly people. Uh, so it doesn't matter who you are. Um, if you're interested in being a part of a game, you'd actually be featured in the rule book as a, a picture. Uh, reach out nightwatchgames.com. There you go. Yeah. So um, I think that's a lot of stuff to bring up and we're going to wrap. Um, I think I'll have fun. Um, I, we're still stalling because Trey's talking, but uh, um, yeah, uh, Trey's talking. Trey's making a beat. I, I think we're good so. to go. All right, all right. Oh, wow. um, all right, all right, all right. So here we go. Trey, when you're ready, make sure you turn the jams up. Let's uh, let's demo it real quick. All right, we're, uh, if you want to check uh, the music on the speed, if everybody wants to do that. Does it sound good or bad? Okay, here we go again. Now I got to feel the wind waiting back. Listen to the stream real quick, Trey. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Do you like it, Trey? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, here we go. All right, so Lord of the Watch. Is that that's what we're using, correct? Yep. That's why we put it there, because he thought that would be awesome to say. Perfect. Yo, 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 we got DJ sound effects, Lord of the Watch, and Scout the Psalmist on the mic. Ooh, let's get it. Hey, here we go. Now we're sitting here talking about Nightwatch games. I can break it all together. I can never see the way. Now you're sitting in the Jedi room. I mean the Death Star. Only if I gotta break it down like I'm going in a car with the curbside chilling like a Superman. Only if I get it forever. You gotta understand. It's only this if I never go. We got Misha and Ursa. We feeling the show. We're not sure if they're planeswalkers, but I gotta be looking back for the things like an onomatopoeia. Uh, only if I gotta see it in the night, but I gotta sit in the loft above you all right. And 
And if I can't pretend like I got a C win and I got those airsoft guns, yes, yes, again. And only if I get it can understand the win. Gotta think about the questions that we do it again. Guess who I am? I am an engineer in the railroad area because I get it clear and I can't fear. Nobody could ever make it near. And yes, there's Trey crying in the spaghetti near. But now I got to say that one time the two. And now we talk about rearranging your game and true pivoting. Not afraid to do it because that COVID be messing up things and you're ruined. But I can't see it that your business got to grow. So you got to take it because it's a part of your soul. Building these awesome little things and people having weddings at that place and they feeling it wing like a birthday party and the nightlife like you got a DJ sound effects right and you can make it down I could say that it is tight when I stand up on the mic and then I yell up on the right oh no what am I doing I'm taking photos looking for the people like I gotta be the show though and yes I wanna be in the game imagine me with a machete just rolling away never get it if I get it cause I'm feeling it gone now I gotta say something else is filling the song I got a little viking overcome like the time was something else and I'm on a bass drum trip it and now I'm trying to think about it if there's other things I couldn't talk about about it now what would you do a year ago yeah I was chilling back at ACL bro and I gotta say at least I'm not staying at my parents house but no longer is the lord of watch hey but now I gotta trip it back cause I feel way we know what we doing and we gotta say oh hey here we go again flow a win then I say that again when I gotta grin then only if I gotta be a homie he got his cute dogs running around like one now I gotta say it's all the same and we gotta beat it cause forever in my brain maintain games <laughs> lyrically I'm insane talking about night watch games and the way hey what's the truth is I never booth is now I could break it like I got a bluetooth kid but now I trip it I guess I'm only done if I remember all the raps is one oh no everybody raise your hands exhale and breathe and feel the plan get it get it word there you go i hope that was to your recollection i hope that was cool man that was cool that's some talent yeah thank you so much i said uh uh doing this with trey is so much fun to be able to um have a great time and make good music um it's it's really fun again it's so glad to have you on the show and to talk about your amazing store and what you've built and i think that's an amazing thing that you'd be willing to share that advice with anybody that really wants to start something because you really believe in what you've built here and i i think that's awesome when you meet somebody that really believes in what they're doing um i think it's important so i again thank you again for being on the show uh, well thank you for inviting me it was uh certainly an invite from out of the blue uh, this is a step off our normal path, but it was a cool, cool trip. Yeah. Uh, I yeah said, thank, thanks for that? being on the show, man. And, uh, but by the way, guys, if you are still looking for a brand new website, make sure you check out nomadweb.design on our website at flowsforyou.com. You can actually look at sponsors and see the amazing offers that they available. They offer a thousand dollar website that allows you to get all the stuff that you need. And it has amazing, um, technical service where you can actually talk to the designers 24 hours a day, which is pretty awesome and not normal. So check out nomadweb.design for all your internet a website needs anyways now that we've uh, paid the sponsors um thank you guys again for listening to the podcast make sure you go to flows to check out um all the stuff about us and all the different episodes we have over 50 episodes of the show so please go back and listen to them um 
and we really appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe on all our podcast channels. We're on Spotify. We even have the personalized uh, the album reviews that we're doing now. And um, make sure you check those out uh, on the Spotify only channel, which is pretty cool. Um, but then also we're on um, all the different places for podcasts. Please subscribe and like it. Thank you so much for staying a little longer, but I know we were having a great conversation and I really hope that you enjoyed yourself. Trey, is there anything I'm forgetting? Yes. If you guys would like to be on the show, please reach out to us. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, hit us up on all these other things we're probably not even using right now, but <laughs> feel free to message us. It is Trey's responsibility, so we are definitely not using it right now. Anyway, so... <laughs> So anyway, uh, hit us up on our website where you actually can mess- message us and uh, feel free to email us at fullsforyoupod at gmail.com. See that right there? Uh, we, would love to, we would love to have you on the show and uh, tell us your story about how things are going during our, your quarantine. Uh, if you guys have any questions of the day you want us to answer and make us look silly on the show, feel free to send those, us, send those to us and uh, we will uh, be more than happy to have them on here. But uh, without that, I am without further ado, I'm, I'm done, Jason. All right. Lord of the Watch, is there anything else you would like to pedal or mention um, after that uh, awesome time? Uh, yeah. One last thing. Uh, again, thank you so much for having me on the show. That was a lot of, of fun. And uh, for all your viewers and listeners, if you are interested about Nightwatch Games, visit us at nightwatchgames.com. Uh, we also have Nightwatch Games on Facebook. And then there is a community page that we call Night Watchers. That's the customers talking to customers. And that's also on Facebook. Uh, we also have our Twitter feed and our Instagram as well. So again, much like um, Flows for You, we are out there. Reach out and contact us. Thanks for having me. Um, all right. Thanks for being on the show, man. We really appreciate it. This is the time where Trey actually does a freestyle. Give Trey one word and he's going to make up a song about it. You could even say not watch any words and he has any to word. It. So it doesn't matter. Whatever you want him to say. Um, I'm going to say um, gaming. Perfect. He can do that. I hope you guys are ready because the word tonight is gaming. Gaming is the word, gaming, gaming is the word. We're gonna hop on over to the shop. What are we doing? We're gonna game. We're talking about Lord of the Watch here, and we're talking about Night Watch games, right? And we we go over to the shop, and what are we gonna do? We're gonna play some games, games. We're gonna do some game, game, game of games. We're gonna play some magic and some tabletop, and maybe some Yu-Gi-Oh. Just kidding, those are for the kids. So if you want to have a good time and come over and do some gaming tonight, head on over to Nightwatch Games. That's where you have all the possibilities of gaming, of gaming, whatever game it is, it doesn't even matter. It's going to be a tabletop, it's going to be a card game, whatever it is, you're going to have a good time. Come and have a pint. I don't even know if you guys, do you guys even still have alcohol there? <laughs> That's a I don't even know. The night watch what, he's got rifles. He's got assault rifles. He's got assault rifles. Just kidding, they're airsoft assault rifles. So you actually cannot do any bodily harm to anybody because they're airsoft assault rifles. See, look, he's going right there and he uses it for gaming, yeah? Oh, look at Oh, man, that's amazing! <laughs> Jason, I'm done. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> All right, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for watching our crazy show. And uh, you're amazing. Love you guys. Word. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? How about informative and clean? It will make you laugh. Scout and Trey, yeah, that's what we do. We got a little funny thing keeping it true. Hey, we take your topics and all your ideas. Bring in a guest and we answer them there. Then we make a freestyle rap and do it for you. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yep, flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do. Say it flows for you. Flows for you. This is what we do now. This is what we do.